Hello and welcome to my channel. My name is Brian if you're new around here and what we'll be doing uh, specifically is going through patch 1.5's notes, uh, giving you the full read through all the details. Uh, so that way you can either read along or you can listen on your drive to work. Really the choice is going to be up to you. Uh, this is a big update, one of the biggest ones uh, that we've been waiting on for New World for a while. And if you guys are watching this at the time this is posted, uh, the update is going live tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Pacific time, uh, seven o'clock central for us uh, central time uh, folks or us Texans and everybody else who qualifies for that time zone. Anyway, I appreciate you guys. Hopefully you uh, either check out uh, the pit or not the pin, but the, uh, the playhead. Uh, to be able to jump to any specific section if it works best for you that way. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this video overall. If you feel like I earn it, uh, hit that thumbs up button. Also, uh, we are currently at 99 subscribers here right now. Uh, so I'm generally curious if by the time this video goes live or later, somebody crosses us over that 100 subscriber mark. So thank you guys so much for the support. I highly recommend getting some coffee or getting a drink of water or something like that. That way you can enjoy this um, because it's sure to be a long one. All right, let's go ahead and dive in. The main storyline finale quest, The Tempest Heart Expedition. The main story quest picks up from when you pursue Isabella back to Shattered Mountain. The final quest, The Heart of the Tempest, is given by Yult Meredith, uh, locating at uh, the Mountain Home Outpost in Shattered Mountain. Additional repeatable quests can be taken from Marirosa in the cathedral just south of the expedition entrance. The final showdown against Isabella has arrived and you delve deep into the Tempest Heart Expedition, pursue the Tempest into the corrupted dimension of reality through the twisted capital of the Murkguard. Discover the secrets of her past while you delve deeper into her corrupted mind. Now this is an endgame expedition for five players, recommended 16 plus with gear scores of 550 to 570, uh, which is I think is well within reason if you've been playing this whole time but what that's going to do is that's going to give you some things to grind towards uh in the game itself now if you guys are checking out this video and don't know they've completely reworked the end game progression system they've done a lot up to this point and i'll be sure to put some guides together for new players and returning players specifically here on this channel so we're also getting the blunderbuss the blunderbuss is a ranged weapon which offers high mobility uh, coupled with potent close to mid-range damage this is the first weapon to skill on strength and intelligence making a good combination for bruiser or mage builds and in fact i actually have some build guides already posted on this channel I'll try to include that in the cards for you guys as well. Now, adventurers will be able to progress through two weapon mastery trees, allowing the player to choose between two distinct playstyles. The containment tree is all about closing the gap and unloading hot lead into your enemy's face. Conversely, the chaos tree focuses on keeping your distance and bombarding areas with explosive AOE damage. Alongside the release of the blunderbuss weapon itself, they are also releasing the new legendary questline series, which they do pretty much for every weapon that gets added there's a legendary questline series and upon reaching level 16 maximum skill level with the firearm players can actually seek out wung tang z and ebon scale reach settlement and to start this epic endeavor you can see some of the artwork and images they have right there for the world experience, uh, so new additions, rewarding exploration. New experiences have been added across the world for players to discover. So paintings, vista views, basically. Two easels can be found in each territory. Upon interacting with these easels, players will be given a painting of the view for their house. If a player loses their painting, they can reacquire it by visiting the same easel again 24 hours later. They also have Rafflebones, the loot collector, aka loot goblin. Rafflebones rummages through a turnum 
For lost treasures and goods, he will spawn all around the map at various levels in every territory. When players encounter Raffle Bones, they all have 45 seconds to kill him in order to get the rewards or else he'll flee. Players will also be rewarded with a named weapon. And additionally, the level 60 players will be given Obsidian Gypsum on a kill of any level Raffle Bones. And Raffle Bones that are found in zones that will go above level 60 will reward level 60 players with also 500 umbr Umbral Shards. They also have Stinky the Hunter. The legendary hunter can be found wandering through the swamps of Weaver's Fin throughout the day. While at night, he retreats to his humble abode. Stinky can drop three named items for level for level 30 players. Stinky's Keepsake, his Sharpshooter, and his Hatchet. Now, the Forgotten Yeti are back. A population of Yeti that didn't get the memo of the Witcher and Convergence had passed can be found wandering the frozen wastelands of the Great Cleave. The Yeti drop level 45 standard elite rewards. For roadside encounters, new random roadside encounters can be found alongside routes in Weaver's Fin and Russa Shores. The Unbound Island, revamping the layout and encounter experience for um, Unbound Island in Cutlass Keys, go forth and uncover the curse of Benjamin uh, Boatswain, ill-gotten treasure. This is for early level 30 players. So you can see here that they're adding in stuff for more of that mid-game experience where, you know, naturally players are going to struggle. Andromedus revamped the layout in this encounter experience for Andromedus in Weaver's Fin. Blight continues to spread from Le uh, Lepus, threatening to consume Eternum, and again for mid-level 30 players. For the open world, they doubled the storage bonus for all tiers of storage chests. Chests that used to provide 200, for example, now provide 400. Uh, this is really good. They've also, we'll get into it. I'll just keep doing the notes. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for these changes. They adjusted the description of storage chests to better indicate uh, what benefit they provide. They adjusted the description of trophies to better uh, clarify the actual benefit that these items provide. For the starting beach experience in Windsward, the Watchtower now offers players a choice of four weapons from a weapon rack to better suit their playstyle. Players can choose between a Warhammer, a Fire Staff, a Bow, a Hatchet. Each weapon also comes with Chest Armor, Light Healing Potions, and some rations. The durability loss has been updated. Now only your equipment items will take durability loss when you die. The territory storage removed the cost associated with moving items between territories, essentially a global storage. However, just note that this is probably the easiest and fastest thing they could implement. And they're still probably considering, I think they've even talked about considering, you know, moving into that more global storage uh, aspect. So just note, this is a really good thing. I'm very personally excited about this one, namely because you can start. I can start to organize my my storage chest based off of the various towns and what I'm trying to craft and level there. Your faction no longer needs to own territories in order to transfer items between storages. So this is just making this basically a semi-global storage. Player-to-player -player collision. The collision has been removed from the open world expeditions and an invasion. Fast travel is now more responsive when traveling short distance. So lots of quality life listed right there. For expeditions, they updated the queue requirements for expeditions to only require one person at the entrance, allowing all other members to enter from their current location in the world. They fixed an issue where the boss music would stop playing after a party wipe in the Dynasty Shipyard Expedition, and they updated Expedition Victory Banners to play unique sound effects. So, some good changes overall. They're also talking about in the future removing keys. So, keep that in mind. Keys are going to turn into like bonus rewards for them as well. 
notable world bug fixes. They fixed issues with Eden Grove's faction missions and progress that could not be uh, turned in after a new build was released. That had happened to me. They added the active bonuses section to the faction mission layout. They fixed issues where players can't accept certain community goals after they refresh the project board. They added a fix to address crashes in the objective system. Great. They added an auto grant of to faction advancement quest when players switch factions. They fixed issues where gatherers uh, gatherables didn't always sync properly to the client. Fixed issues where Nekamush and Barkamedes uh, quest pins appear off to the side of the map, and if they are unpinned and repinned, reduce difficulty in-game of POIs and MSQ pass through level 15. They adjusted certain enemies that were in the wrong gameplay tier for their location. They adjust the number of AI in some point of interest to prevent back spawning in solo play. Fixed several areas where players could drown on land. They fixed uh, tier 4 housing added to reek water and Evan scale reach settlements. The general fixes for collision, bad death planes, camp placements and allowable arrows, holes in the world, floating objects, flickering or missing textures, AI and gatherables under certain cliffs. So for some quest updates, new soluble quest options are available for the MSQ to allow players to progress without uh, running certain expeditions. New quests leading players to the legendary blunderbuss weapon reward have been added. New faction missions targeting corrupted breaches can now be found in all zones. Starting breaches uh, were updated and weapon racks added starting beaches <laughs> were added and players have more choice on their preferred combat direction. They added gypsum as a reward to level 60 quest in Shattered Mountain, Reekwater, and Ebonscale Reach. They added map pins to trial uh, quest NPCs for the faction of advancement quest. They removed the level threshold requirement from main story quest. They updated the intro to factions to be more streamlined to include new map overhead icons for NPCs. They moved the NPCs from the down payment uh, quest away from the corrupted portal spawn location. Regarding fixes, they fixed various issues with quest NPC voiceover being cut off and had echoes. They've also fixed quest objectives that would loop but not allow players to complete the quest. They fixed multiple issues where resetting quests prevented the completion of quest objectives. They fixed issues preventing power uh, powdered kegs from being placed in shivering timbers. They also uh, fixed issues with the tiger despawning and AI jumping into the walls of Ebonscale quest shri uh, shrine, clean shrine cleaning and <laughs> cleansing. They fixed issues where expedition orbs failed to be rewarded after completing certain quests. They also fixed issues in Morningdale while two quests could be granted simultaneously, blocking the progression of one. They fixed issues where quests contained night that resulted in the progress not occurring after crafting. They fixed issues where the quest VFX would be active for all players in certain quests. They fixed issues where quests could have blank objectives. They fixed issues involving the Di Destiny Unearth quest, increased the size of the hitboxes for the Manglian Knowns, uh, found in the Mangalian Domination quest. They fixed issues where quest items were not collective or objective markers were missing in Ixale's Blessing. They fixed issues that resulted in inconsistent formatting with the HUD and Journal quest. They fixed descriptions for several quest items that were incorrect or confusing. They fixed issues where players could not collide with invisible objects in Daryl uh, Daughterwell in First Light. They fixed issues where the quest descriptions didn't match the actual point of interest names clarify the requirements of the beautiful stench quest and they fixed an issue where the objective of a subquest would carry over to the next subquest for our combat and ai adjustments initial ai target acquisition in the open world they uh to avoid target players who are not actively engaged in a fight so they've updated that the initial target acquisition remains unchanged with the ai tracking the first player they detect once the ai has their initial target they will only evaluate additional players 
if they take an aggressive act, attacking the AI, taunting, healing the player, fighting, etc. Expedition, Invasion, and Outpost Rush AI do not use these new target acquisition rules. Those AI will acquire targets as they have in the past. Introduced a grace period to AI aggro on spawn. This will prevent AI from aggroing on players until 5 seconds after their spawn begins, or until they are damaged. This delay affects AI that spawn naturally in the open world. Expedition AI and AI spawned by events, such as corruptive breaches, are unaffected by this change. They fixed an issue causing AI to target players who used Eton ability just prior to entering Death's Door. They fixed an issue preventing AI from targeting another player after their target vaulted over an object. For enemy updates, uh, very, uh, the Vangrian Knights, they fixed issues causing status effects, voice effect over de uh, from debuffs, and damage over time abilities to show up at their feet. Fixed a visual uh, issue where the Knights were not properly gripping their weapons, then they fixed a visual issue where the scout uh, with the scout's armor. For the Ancient Guardian, they updated the sound effects players can hear when the Ancient Guardian revives after dying. They fixed an issue causing the Ancient Guardian Mage's Arcane Bubble spell to not be visible. For the Invasion Commander, they fixed an issue causing the Invasion Commander to not deal damage to structures. The Dynasty Summoner fixed an issue where the Summoner's ambient animations would show his magical sword floating several feet below him. The Corrupted Villager Skinner and Farm Hands, the Knife and Pitchfork enemies, uh, removed Bleed from Triple Stab and Charge Attack. For the wolf, remove direct damage component to the grit, enabling hamstring attack so that it now only applies bleed. For the gray wolf, they removed the bleed and grit under the lunge attack, adjusted the lunge to reduce the frequency of it transitioning past the player on hit. For the impaler, they removed grit and full body reaction from the backhand smash melee attack. For the retcher, they removed pushback on the projectile attack. And the grenadier removed full body uh, reaction from bomb projectile. For the expedition, Amarine Excavation, Simon's Gray, Simon finally figured out how to get that blasted cage off his head. He now has a new unique model and coloring. For the Guardian of Genesis, the Blighted Gateskeeper, fixed issues causing the Blighted Gateskeeper to sometimes kill players who were behind her boulders. Fixed an issue causing the Blighted Gateskeeper group wipe ability to kill players who were already in death's door. And they also fixed issues causing players who were down by the, uh, the Gateskeeper's group wipe ability to be permanently slowed. Fixed issues where the animation for interacting with the Azoth sapling and Guardian of Genesis could stutter or fail randomly. For the mutators and mutated AI, uh, difficulty of elite named AI have been tuned down. This is essentially kind of your trash mobs, while the bosses have been tuned up. Tooltips for major uh, curses no longer appear on mutator difficulties less than nine. Desyndicated. Uh, fixed issues that would sometimes stop uh, combustible chains from continuing to chain in where there were valid targets. They fixed issues allowing consumable to deal damage to invulnerable AI. And they fixed issues causing consumable timer to show the wrong text when hovered over. Uh, Eternal. Uh, paranoid no longer triggers on damage over time effects. For combat. General combat updates. The road speed buff is now applied to players using emotes that allow movement. The weapon sheathing fixed an issue where the sheath is unsheathable animations for weapons should loop if the player started or stopped moving while one was playing. They fixed an issue where the player's weapon could remain equipped instead of sheathing when in the prone position. 
for ammo. Infinite ammo T1 flint ammo is now being replaced by uh, by an infinite resource. Players can now fire ranged weapons, musket, bow, and blunderbuss without equipping ammo. If no ammo is equipped, the uh, ammo counter will not be displayed on the reticle of the weapon, but it will still be allowed to fire. If a player has an ammo tier ammo equipped in the game that provides infinite ammo, such as Outpost Rush, an infinitely icon will display on the reticle instead of the distinguishing it from having no ammo equipped. For rarity and damage tiers have been in the, uh, updated as follows. T1, infinite, previously flint, it's one, uh, it's just one damage. For T2, iron, this is 1.05 damage. T3, steel, 1.1 times damage. T4, star metal, 1.15 times damage. And or, uh, or calcium at 1.2 times damage. Flint arrows, these arrows have been removed from the game due to the addition of infinite ammo. Any flint arrows previously created will become iron arrows. Additionally, any flint arrows posted on the trading post will be canceled and returned as iron arrows to the player who posted the listing. Ammo weight has been removed. Increased maximum stacks of ammo from 500 to 1000. For the weapon updates for the bow, they fixed an issue where bow status effects could not be extended via perks or other bonuses. For the fire staff, they fixed an issue preventing players from interrupting repeated light attacks with a block. Burning updated the burning debuff applied to several fire staff abilities. Increased the damage tick rate from 1.5 seconds to 1 second. They decreased the maximum stacks from 10 to 5. They increased damage per stack from 3% weapon damage per tick to 6%. They updated the tooltips for all affected abilities. And Burnout. This ability now ends early if it traverses into deep water. For Flamethrower, Accelerated Flamethrower, this fixed an issue where the perk did not properly scale and is potency with its gear score. Take a sip of a little coffee now. How y'all doing? Hopefully you're having a good day. <laughs> For the Great Axe Bloodlust adjusted detection volume to prevent exploits between dueling players. Charge. This ability now ends early if it traverses into deep water. For the Hatchet, Raging Torrent. Refreshing Torrent item perk fixed an issue where the final attack of Raging Torrent is now not triggering the cooldown reduction from this perk. For Feral Rush, Ener Energizing Feral Rush item perk fixed an issue with this perk that would not apply the stamina gain on both hits of Feral Rush. Feral Rush now ends early if it traverses into deep water. For the Ice Gauntlet, Heavy Attack, they fixed an issue where Heavy Attack could be charged with insufficient mana and Light Attack would be performed at the end of the charge the functionality has been changed so that attempting to charge without sufficient mana will instead trigger a light attack immediately fixed an issue that prevented players from interrupting repeated light attacks with a block entombed healing tomb item perk fixed an issue that prevented this perk from functioning properly if the player exited the entombed state by dodging heavy freeze they fixed a typo in the description ice spikes they fixed an issue where mighty spike visuals would not appear in some circumstances and windshield they fixed an issue where this ability could trigger the defiant freeze passive even when canceled for the light staff Orb of Protection. They fixed the text error in the tooltip that stated it healed for 10% weapon damage when it actually healed for 8%. Actual healing values were not changed, only the text was corrected. Sacred Protection. They fixed an issue that caused the passive to deal durability damage to the equipped item when swapping. Spirit un, uh, United? Untied? Uh, fixed an issue that caused it, this passive to deal durability damage to the equipped weapon when swapping. For Sacred Ground, the Blessed Upgrade change the name of the upgrade to be anointed so that it is not to be confused with the item perk of the same name they fixed an issue where the upgrade provided healing through the ice gauntlets entombed ability 
basic attacks. Light and heavy attacks can now be canceled by targeted heals. Fixed an issue that allowed light attacks to fire at a faster rate while holding the block button. Divine Embrace. They fixed an issue where the channeling UI element did not match the actual casting time of the ability. For the musket, Scooter Stance. Fixed an issue where Shooter Stance was increased the meter for Censored Mutator if the player entered the and exited the stance without the ability cooldown, and it will now only increment the meter after the first uh, shot is fired while in Shooter Stance. Marksman. Fixed an issue where the upgrade was not functioning properly. Back it up. Fixed an issue where this passive was disabled while using Sticky Bomb. Critical Reload. Fixed an issue that caused the sound effects for this passive to play incorrectly. Improved reliability of hit counting. For the Rapier, Tondo. Fixed an issue that uh, while using Evade to cancel Tondo could result in the damage being dealt without showing the VFX. Flurry. Fixed an issue where this ability was unable to be canceled using Fletch. Fletch, this ability now ends early if you traverse into deep water. Momentum, fixed an issue where the visual effects for this passive would persist even if the rapier was sheathed or swapped. Sword and Shield, leadership, fixed an issue that caused this passive to deal durability damage to the equipped weapon when swapping. Leaping Strike, this ability now ends early if it traverses into deep water. Counterattack, fixed an issue that caused this ability to stop functioning and display zero seconds for all of its values. For the Void Gauntlet, Heavy Attack fixed an issue where Heavy Attack could be changed with insufficient mana and Light Attack would be performed at the end of the charge. The functionality has been changed so that an attempt to charge without sufficient mana will instead trigger Light Attack immediately. For the Warhammer, Path of Destiny Simulated Reduction updated the description to specify that the cooldown reduction only occurs in the first four enemies hit by the skill Mighty Gavel. Justice for All fixed an issue that caused the second hit up to refresh the cooldown of the ability. And Outnumbered fixed an issue that prevented this passive from functioning when all conditions were met. For items, Vial of uh, Wireword Sap fixed an issue where this perk granted by the item was referred to as both Gathering Restoration and Gathering Recovery in different parts of the UI. It is now called Gathering Recovery in all instances. Chain Elemental Perks fixed an issue where these perks did not indicate the amount of damage the chain effect deals. They now list that the chain deals 11% weapon damage. The Damage Ward Porks, the abysmal ward perk provided by Athemethis Gems, Amethyst Gems, previously had a higher damage absorption rate than the other gems that provided uh, Elemental Defense. In this update, we're bringing up the values provided by all gems across the board. To order to normalize this change, gems that provide physical resistance have a smaller increase as physical damage tends to be more common. Abysmal Ward. Adjust the damage absorption provided by this perk from 2, 3, 5, 6, etc. to 3, 4, 5, 6, etc. So just a little boost in the earlier phases. Uh, only Tier 1 and Tier 2 absorption has changed. Thrust slash Strike Ward increased damage absorption. Uh, you can see that here, 2, 2.5, 3, 3.75, to 2, 3, 4, and 5, etc. Uh, Strike Ward fixed an issue where this perk incorrectly stated it reduced lightning damage. Arcane Ice, uh, Fire Nature, Lightning, increased damage absorption from 2 to 3, 2.5 to 4, 3 to 5, and 3.75 to 6. Fixed an issue where weapon passive abilities such as Sacred Protection were being removed when consuming potions after the weapon was sheathed. Bloodletting Ring Perk increased bleeding duration bonus from 5% to 15%, 5 to 15 to 10 to 30. That's a big boost. Uh, Burning, it's a ring perk, increased the duration from 5 to 15 to 10 to 30, another big boost. Uh, Divine Amulet Perk fixed an issue where this perk bonus was being removed on death. 
plentiful shells, plentiful arrows. Updated the description of this perk to add clarity uh, and a previously unlisted two second cooldown. Retaliate. This perk has been reworked from giving a damage bonus for three hits after being hit three times to giving two second damage bonus after getting hit one time. This will not refresh while already active. That's going to be, I, I'm going to look forward to having some fun with that perk. General combat bug fixes. Fixed an issue where shield blocking sound effects would be heard instead of the equipped weapon blocking sound effect. Fixed an issue where sheathing and unsheathing sound effect would not always change after equipment of a different weapon. They fixed an issue where the player could drop below zero mana. They fixed gates uh, missing from visual effects. They fixed cannons missing around uh, ground effects on impact. They fixed the darkness portal uh, visual effect in outpost rush. They fixed issues where Baroness Hain would not play the sound effect of the same special attacks in outpost rush. They fixed an issue where incoming healing efficiency modification was incorrectly being capped at 50% instead of 100. Game mode items such as outpost rush consumes now auto equip to your hotbar when purchased, providing that there is an empty slot available. Yay. Uh, players can now uh, queue for wars and invasions from their map. And this is really nice. Uh, I think also Apple Rush should be uh, queuable from the, uh, from the um, well, not necessarily their map. They have a game mode, etc. So this is going to be really nice. Uh, elite boss arenas increase the, the quantity and uh, quality of rewards the players would receive from caches granted from elite boss arenas. Successfully completing a boss arena now rewards 50 umbral shards. For war, defenders no longer be able to respawn on, on points A, B, and C. They can now only respawn inside their fort. Increase the quality and quantity of the rewards that players will receive from reward caches granted for more. They also, for invasion, increase the quality and quantity of rewards the players will receive from reward caches granted from invasion. For outpost rush, they remove the downstate from outpost rush. Players will now immediately die when hitting zero health. Credit for killing the player now goes to the player who kills the enemy instead of the player who puts them into death's door. Players will now receive score credit for uh, for contesting a control point. Teams will can now see that the enemy progress towards a corrupted brute token on the map. An outpost rush tutorial pop-up for building gates has been restored. For our econ uh, economic crafting and rewards, etc., the economy. Uh, players can now get back half the original purchase cost when abandoning a house. The notifications for selling some items in uh, from a multi-item contract has been restored. For crafting, they corrected the buttercream pudding category to attribute feud. The amount of materials required to craft elite arena tuning orbs has been reduced. They now require three rune stems instead of five and, a th and three of the orb specific materials. Firefox, Fancy Shell, and Growing Swamp Moss also instead of five. They, for tooltips, for crafting mods have been updated to show the proper ranges based off gear score. The crafting mod selector pop-up is now sorted alphabetically. New perks and new item perk items have been added to the world. They fixed an issue where the upgrade uh, option was erroneously available for tier 4 items. They fixed the description text for guardsmen's insignias. They fixed an issue where some potions didn't apply properly. Crafting bonuses that scale on higher or lower tier ingredients. Shards of Lithomancy and Keeper's Pendant now give a maximum of 25 and their stat instead of 30. For rewards, harvest, log, and mine to uncover hidden stashes of earthly rewards. Elemental moats, coin, and diamond gypsum are now waiting to be uncovered as you gather 
on Eternum. Yeah! Elite boss arena keys may now drop from enemies in the surrounding elite zones. Fixed an issue where expeditions could improperly drop loot instead of the arena outside of the expedition. They fixed issues causing ancient T5 muskets to sometimes drop from angry earth enemies. They fixed an issue causing invasion weapons drop to be exceedingly rare, and they should now be significantly more likely. This change will also make the name weapon drops from invasion very slightly more likely. <laughs> very slightly very very slightly increase but still slight gear and loot fixed key visual issues with the light and medium guardian genesis apparel sets the visual issue with the toughened leather chest and zealot apparel set they fixed a few visual issues with the tempest ice void gauntlet they fixed a visual issue with the mixer hat they fixed visual issues with lycan lord apparel set with the nettle and heart piece rapier skins, with the Jadet dragon, um, Jadet dragon armor skin, with the stormbound skin, with the amulet lord's boots, tempest shirt of the battle mage apparel set. They fixed visual issues with stone bark skin. They also fixed preventing uh, certain trade skill apparel items from being purchased in the trading post. Fixed the incorrect icon for defiled voids gauntlets. Fixed issues with the reinforced steel, reinforced star metal, or calcium void gauntlet charms were not being displayed their names. The old amulet rings and earrings now have the proper trading post categories. Old amulet rings and earrings now use proper suffixes for their names. Uh, crafting patterns now have their own trading post category. Updated the Lifebreaker Warhammer appearance. It was previously incorrect. They fixed a bug that was scaling gear score from expertise level from the gear rewarded via fishing quest. They, the daily cooldown now refreshes each day at 5 a.m. on each server region's time zone. Weekly cooldowns refreshed each Tuesday at 5 a.m. in each server region's time zone. For our UI, UI, uh, UX, and social, etc., quality of life. They updated the main story icon to be more prominent on the compass and when it is pinned to the player's screen HUD. They updated the draw, uh, the draw order for icons and compasses to ensure the main story quest icon is more prominent. They added a healer for the uh, the header for the MSQ when pinned to the HUD. They added a header for the MSQ when viewing is fly out on the map. They added a banner for the MSQ in the HUD when it's accepted. They added a banner for the MSQ when the HUD is complete. They added guide tab uh, to the uh, to the journal. Uh, they added guides to fast travel, housing, and fishing. They updated the fast travel icon to be more closely resembled that of a spirit shrine. They added a banner for unlocking fast travel at a spirit shrine in the HUD when it's discovered. They updated and activated and uncovered fast travel icons, states on the map. They updated the spirit shrine flyouts in the map to display the name of the shrine and conversely its fast travel status. They updated the functionality of the help emote list to only be displayed available emotes they added the loading tip for the activity cooldown timers they added a loading tip for using rapier uh, kits in expeditions they fixed various grammatical errors and inconsistent capitalization across the ui the progress bar for the above always available town projects has been removed those uh, since those missions do not have a maximum progress the player's average gear score now appears on the the player's tooltip in the war board for messaging they fixed an issue where inventory notifications displayed inconsistently for equipping and unequipping weapons during combat. They fixed various overlapping text issues. They fixed an issue with the text in Spanish for the mining armor luck perk. They fixed an issue in Italian where the Baroness arrival timer displayed incorrectly in outpost rush. They fixed an error message for players attempting to deposit or withdraw from the company treasury if they lack permissions to do so or do not meet the minimum character level requirements. 
They updated the error message to the proper account age probation restricted rules for trading. They fixed issues where tooltips were obstructed for at the bottom of the screen when viewing the inventory mutator expedition. They fixed issues where tooltips uh, when placing furniture or camps appeared uh, too small at 4K resolution. They fixed issues where tooltips and gathering tools displayed incorrectly. They fixed issues where the Warhammer icons were not sized correctly. They fixed an issue where the infused silk robe hand wraps tooltip icon did not match the in-game model. They fixed an issue where the star metal plate helm did not match the in-game model. They fixed an issue with the visual effects in the heart piece rapier's uh, weapon skin. Uh, issues with mutator icon displayed incorrectly for undiscovered expeditions with active mutators. They fixed the mutator menu display unlock requirement message when a player was at maximum difficulty. They fixed an issue with the highest completed rank when it was not visible when entering the expedition with mutation. They fixed an issue where the inventory discard prompt displayed incorrectly when a player held the shift key over equipped items. They fixed issues where the camp distance warning timer notification did not reset after making a new camp. Fixed issue with the camp out of range banner displayed incorrectly. Fixed issue where players could receive invites to companies that no longer exist. They fixed a tooltip that would occasionally exceed margins of the text box. They fixed an issue where the compass icons of the Baroness Hain and the Corrupted Portal would not appear during Outpost Rush. Usability updates. Fixed an issue with the storage shed where players could accidentally open reward containers when holding down the shift key and rapidly left click uh, the storage reward uh, left clicking to store reward containers. They fixed an issue in the storage shed where the item could move into the inventory when the player attempts the, to salvage the locked item, adding a message saying, unlock this item to allow it to be salvaged when the player attempts to salvage the locked item. They fixed an issue where players in an expedition or outpost rush could not see help chat messages from players in the open world. They fixed an issue in the social UI where players displayed incorrectly when expanding and collapsing the mutated section. They fixed an issue where a phishing UI would disappear after visiting the options screen. Ah, that happened to me this week. They, uh, the preview window for loot bags should now always uh, display the proper quantities. They fixed an issue where the settlement's music tracks would not always update after fast travel. They fixed an issue where firecrackers did not display the sound effects. Fixed issues where completing, uh, competing at a camp did not play the sound effects. Fixed an issue where Spriggan and Siren event music did not turn off after defeating the boss. Added sound effects to when new members join the company. Yay! Uh, updated the sound effects of various housing items to be quieter. PTR notes. The following updates or notes were added to change as direct result of internal testing efforts and players submitting feedback in the PTR. So for combat, inventory while moving. In this update, we are making it a high, uh, highly requested quality of life uh, improvement. You can now move while using your inventory, whether you're using directional inputs or auto run, opening your inventory will no longer stop you in your tracks. Feel free to examine this uh, loot and swap out your gear while running to your next point of interest. Be careful while you're on the move though, because you won't be allowed to change your equipment if you're in combat, which brings us to the next new feature, in combat system. The new in-combat system tracks when a player is actively engaged in any time of combat and restricts some actions. Accordingly, when a player enters combat, their health, mana, and stamina bars will become visible and, and a crossed sword icon will appear to the right of the health bar. While in this state, the player will not be able to change abilities or equipment. This repla uh, replaces the previous functionality that prevented abilities and equipment from being changed while abilities were on cooldown. There are uh, also a few new benefits to being out of combat. So we have out of combat healing. 
While players are out of combat, they will now receive a passive health and mana regeneration. This bonus regeneration is intended to shorten the time needed to recover between combat encounters and has the following benefits. Gain 40 health per second, mana regeneration increased by 100%, food buff healing effectiveness increased by 150. This bonus applies only to the longer duration healing buff and not to the shorter duration buff that ends early if damage is taken. For combat updates and fixes, they fixed issues that cause player to unintentionally move specifically slower than expected. Fixed issues causing players to animation to break if they became encumbered while using weight restriction perks. For the fire staff, refreshing pillar of fire, an item perk, fixed an issue that caused this perk to grant a cooldown reduction when dealing damage without over damage over time effects. For the hatchet, berserking purge, fixed an issue where this upgrade would not correctly uh, purge stun buff, uh, debuffs. For the ice gauntlet and tomb, fixed an issue that prevented the ice tomb from taking damage from chain elemental perk effects. For Void Gauntlet, Petrifying Scream, reduce the duration of the root from 2 seconds to 1 second. Life Staff, Divine Embrace, fixed a visual misalignment uh, between casting timer and animation effects. For the Outpost Rush, you can now sign up for Outpost Rush anywhere when you press Escape. Turn to the main menu and select the Mode tab. Allow the UI to show more than two rewards at once. The uh, Joining Outpost Rush match after Baroness Hain has spawned will no longer display a broken timer in the HUD. For the elite point of interest, added a new low chance drop rate for arena tuning orbs from the elite AI enemies in Malvins for Castle, Drift, and Spires of Melophamine, and Eternal Pool. For war, letters will appear on the gate markers and HUD during war innovations to help players better identify each gate. For invasions, during the current invasion wave, it is now displayed in the HUD. For the quest, doing daily faction mission token rewards have been increased by five times, lowered the difficulty of corruption chaplain encounter, and killing withered be beetles in reed gill fishery now properly gives quest credit. For crafting, the balance of timed name sword crafting recipe has been rebalanced to cost less and there to be more in line with other T3 items. The blight seeds are now epic quality instead of legendary quality. Uh, quick salvaging also is known as a recipe will now notify you that you already know the recipe. Alhest now properly gains bonuses when items are crafted. For expeditions, they've resolved an issue that was preventing some players from attaining the second lore letter in the Garden Genesis expedition. They updated the Temptus Heart Elite Gate to have sound effects. They fixed an issue where using the Book of Isabella interaction locks the players in place. They fixed an issue where Dynasty Expedition was rewarding less gold than other mutated expeditions. They fixed an issue where the Expedition Quest markers move off the map when players arrive at the destination. Isabel's final fight in Neheshan fixed a variety of bugs the Expedition due to PDR player feedback internal testing, made a variety of balance adjustments to Isabella and Nethon's encounters as a result of PTR player feedback and internal testing. For her loot, Isabel's Temptus Heart Expedition drops powerful new items. Here are just some few highlights of the great loot players can earn. Isabel's Rapier, her, cru uh, rapier, her cruel weapon doles out various damage with Keen Blade and punishes enemies who dare swing and miss. Backguard's Fire Staff, a keenly empowered staff, inflicts plague fire damage on its victims. For the Raider's Armor, the medium light uh, weight armor perk now uh, on high strength bonuses and refreshing enhancements. Surgeon's Ring, wield void powers to add critical a hit chance using any weapon when the ring is equipped. Blackguard's Void Gauntlet, heighten odds of critical hits augment with plague make this Void Gauntlet worthy of the, of the Blackguard. In-game store, character transfer panel now displays the number of free transfers uh, are, that are owned. General fixes. 
Fixed a rare server crash that sometimes occurred when picking up items off the ground. Fixed issues that stored chests did not acquire updated weight capacity until they were moved. Fixed issues where players' first respawn attempt at the shrine could fail. Fixed issues that could cause the game to crash when the training post was disabled. Fixed an issue that could cause uh, players sometimes to fail to equip ammo arrow when the items uh, when the at the item limit. They fixed an issue where sometimes dropped with an incorrect gear score above 600. Fixed issues un uh, causing unpinned quests to repin to the map after logging in. Fixed an issue where players could sign up for war that was not declared while dead in a territory that is in conflict. Players issued uh, issues caused by players exceeding 500 unique items in their inventory. Players can also now sign up for invasions of war from the map by default. Fixed an issue that allowed players blocked players to continue to communicate with a player that blocked them through text or voice chat. For the UI and the UX, they updated the rested XP visuals so they are more apparent when the bonus is active. They updated the select skin menu to sort when the player's own skins first. Fixed multiple issues in the UI associated with overlapping text in multiple languages. They fixed issues with the HUD causing players' health bar to sometimes remain invisible until forced to appear. They fixed an issue where the HUD caused the player sometimes to see incorrect amounts of experience earned. They fixed issues allowing dead players that could sign up for war not declare the territory in conflict. Fixed issues where players were paying taxes while dead could prevent players from using UI elements. Fixed issues in the social menu causing friends online status to not update until after scrolling. They fixed and issued the social menu causing the distribution for the Twitch subscriber army to be unclear. And they fixed an issue in the feedback menu causing text to not be displayed correctly. And with that, that is our patch 1.5 notes. Again, these are going live tomorrow. I think also I'll turn this into the podcast Repic Loot Radio for anybody who's just interested in listening to patch notes. As I take a sip and refresh my throat. Thank you guys so much for your time. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for hitting the like button. If you did, thanks so much for leaving a comment. If you do, uh, hopefully you guys got something good, valuable out of this video and this incredibly long video, but I appreciate you being here. Hopefully you enjoyed, hopefully I'll see you in my next video, but until then, or podcast, one of the two, but until then, take care. Yeah. It's time to chill out on the couch and read some comments that's right you know me when it comes to destiny i'm off with a clam and i'm glad you're feeling better oh yeah